You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, July 10th. It's July. <laughs> halfway through it's almost. Halfway through July. <laughs> it's um, crazy. You know what that means? Normally, in a normal year, you'd probably be overwhelmed with all kinds of ads on TV for back to school, right? <laughs> but yep. people are nearly talking about back to school nearly as much this year. Uh, don't know why. It's strange. Uh, so... <laughs> Two high school opportunities going on that we're going to share with you today. Thrilled to share them with you. Uh, two really mm-hmm. good things. Uh, a, a high school that maybe you haven't considered for your son or daughter. Uh, we're going to share that with you in just a little bit. And an opportunity um, before school starts up uh, to learn more about uh, serving as a pastor or a deaconess serving in the church. Uh, so we'll share more with you about that in the second half of the program. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia. Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone this morning, Clint Colwell. He's Director of Admissions at St. Paul Lutheran High School in Concordia, Missouri. Clint, thanks for joining us on the Coffee Hour today. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Come on. Absolutely. It's uh, it's good to hear your voice. It's been a while. I think the last time we chatted was maybe National Youth Gathering last summer about mm. this. It was around this yeah, time. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good to good to have some time with you this morning. Share with us a, a brief history of St. Paul Lutheran High School. Sure. So um, we're we're kind of located out in in a little bit of a little bit of nowhere, um, but we started <laughs> out in uh, it was in 1883. Uh, so it's been a long time. We've been around, and it was really started out as to prepare young men for the seminary to go to off onto St. Louis. So they were uh, they would kind of get some pre courses for pre-seminary work, and over the years it grew and ended up adding a high school. They had a two-year college. Uh, It was really similar to a lot of our other uh, Concordia uh, colleges like Seward and some others that they had a high school and a college. Uh, The difference between us and them is they dropped the high school and we dropped the college. And so um, if you look at our campus today, it looks very similar to uh, a university or a college. It's, uh, It's because that's what we used to be. And, um, and so that allows us to be a little bit different, that um, we are now the, the last of the LCMS boarding schools uh, that's out there. So we are able to take students, and it's kind of contained on one campus. There's dorms, a dining hall, the whole thing that you would find on pretty much any other college campus. So how does that make uh, St. Paul's a, a different place for students who get to attend there? Well, it, it gives a lot of opportunities. First of all, you can be and you can live anywhere and that you can be a student at St. Paul. We get a lot of students, uh, military families, uh, missionary families. It also allows us to host a lot of international students to be on on campus. And so uh, our student body runs about 200 on a normal year. Last year, we had 83 of those 200 were from 21 different countries outside of the United States. Uh, wow. So that that gives us a lot of diversity in our student body. Hmm. Do students come to St. Paul? You mentioned you know, at, at its origin, students came to St. Paul to uh, to prepare for uh, holy ministry, to prepare to go to seminary. Uh, sure. Do students come to St. Paul Lutheran High School for a specific course of study now, or are there specific, or, or is there a specific emphasis that they come to St. Paul for? So, you know, our, our roots really are in, in church work and preparing students for church work, and that really hasn't gone away. Um, we do encourage 
uh, our students to do that. Uh, usually on a given year, between 10 and 20 percent of our student body will will be in, at least interested, if not uh, going on to pursue uh, church work to the, one of the Concordias or to the seminary uh, after that. Uh, but really, you know, we've become a lot of it because of our, our roots in preparing students for college. That's kind of still what we are. We prepare uh, students to go to college no matter where they are going to go. Um, our international students really come in with a strong background of science and math, and so we've really become uh, an excellent college, high school that uh, prepares students for science, for math, and then um, our choir program and our music program has has really uh, been one that's been an attractive feature for a lot of students that are also interested in performing, you know, in the arts and things that way. Mm-hmm. My husband's actually a St. Paul alum, and I can tell you he is very strong in math and he is very strong in music. <laughs> and he had, a, there you go. he had a wonderful time when he was there. He always tells so many stories of, of uh, all the opportunities that he had. Uh, with all of these international students and boarding students from, from all across the country, uh, what does that mean for uh, the the day-to-day life of being a high schooler at St. Paul? I mean, we're used to, to going to school, coming home, having our extracurriculars, our parents driving us. Right. What does that actually look like for students? at St. Paul? So, so a, a, about half of our student body lives on campus, so they're here all the time, and the other half are day students that, that would commute like a normal, a normal high school. I think the things that, that kind of make a daily routine maybe a little bit different is we are, um, we are kind of like set into, there are certain times, like for example, uh, athletic practices have to end because that's when the dining hall is open for meals, and so we have students that have to go, you know, eat. And then um, that also means that um, there's students that are here. So we have, um, we can do things later into the evening, so our day students can come back. Um, they, they have study hours during, during the evening from like 7.30 to 9, but then 9 to 10 is kind of a coveted free time. Um, so that uh, allows them to kind of get together and, and do some things and, uh, some of our day students will actually spend their time coming back to school um, in the evening just to be able to hang out with their friends because they know where their friends are. They're right here. How were the, the students, the faculty, and the staff impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic this year? Yeah, that was, well, that was interesting, right? So that um, back in, in March, we had just gotten back from, from spring break. And um, we kind of we had a plan of action to go forward, and then literally within a day that all changed, and um, we ended up having to we chose to not have seated class. Um, so we were gonna we took a week off so we could prepare, and we did to go to distance learning. Uh, that meant then for some of our students um, there was an issue. Our day students they were gonna do distance from home, but you know um, the other hundred students <laughs> we had in the dorm. So they had some options. Our Norwegian students, which is about 30 of them, um, they had the option to go home, and they chose to do that. Um, and then uh, we ended up with about uh, 25 students that were staying in the dorm. They either were not able to go home or they were deciding to stay because we weren't sure if school was going to open again. We weren't sure what was going to happen um, at that time. So we kind of had to um figure out they did distance learning, but they did distance learning from about 50 yards away from where the teachers were. (laughs) 
that's what we did. And um, we took care of them and we made it, had a commitment that if they needed to stay through the summer, um, we would take care of them. Fortunately, we were able to find any ones that didn't go, weren't able to go home or chose not to for the summer. We had some generous host families that took them in and are taking care of them right now. So there was about, I think about eight that ended up staying here in the United States. The rest were able at some point to get flights home. It was kind of up in the air there for a while, but yeah, it was, it was certainly, certainly different, but it gave us, um, you know, some background and options so that when we come back uh, to school in the fall, that if we need to go back to distance learning um, and we're still going to be doing some options with that, uh, that, that really gave us some experience in that. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know any plans yet for fall, or, or is that still uh, in the works? So our, our, our plans right now is that we will be having seated classes. We're planning on that, um, unless for you know some reason things have to go back into another, another shutdown. Uh, I don't really anticipate that being as full as it maybe it was initially, but um, so our, our plan is we'll have seated classes. Um, we do have now that we're able to do that, um, we have some options for distance learning. So we know that there's going to be uh, some of our students that from uh, some of the countries, Vietnam and some other uh, places, they're not going to be able to um, return. So they're, they're not able to get out of their country right now. Or the, uh, a number of countries, the consulates are not open for them to get their visas. So we're going to be offering them um, online courses you know, from wherever they're at but we'll have seated courses here. So if they're able to get here, um, we will have class and we're going to go um, and be learning in the classroom. Um, and then based on the fact that, you know, from last spring, we learned a lot on how to handle, because we had a bunch of students still in the dorm. I mean, telling everybody to go home means basically they go to the dorm. And so um, that, you know, for us is a little bit of a different scenario than just sending them home. So we learned some things about just making sure they're safe and taking care of them and making sure that, um, you know, we, we have a commitment also to the community as a whole here in Concordia to uh, make sure that, you know, people here feel safe and that we are taking precautions to keep our kids, but also the community safe as well. So share with us information about this fall, how we can learn more about admission and enrollment for this fall with just about a minute left. Sure. So um, admission is easy. It go, you go to um, www.splhs.org. Uh, that's our website. Lots of pictures of campus and things. And you just simply click on the Apply Now button, and that gets you started uh, in the process. Um, there's also contact information. You can contact me if you have any questions via email, and I'd be happy um, to talk to anybody that would either like to come for a visit or learn more about St. Paul. Very good. Splhs.org is the website to learn more. Is that Correct. Right? Yep. Uh, you can you can visit. Uh, you can call Clint and learn more about it. So seated classes this fall, which sounds like a fantastic option. Living in in a small close community right there on campus, all all the students living in dorms and uh, or most of the students, I should say. There are you mentioned earlier there are some day students and some who Correct. won't be able to make it back to campus who will be connected 
um, virtually. But uh, it sounds like just a fantastic opportunity. Sarah, we should have had we should have had your husband Luther on to to talk about this and from an alum perspective <laughs> uh, to to talk about his experience. And I know we have alumni here at the International Center as well, who mm-hmm. and some parents here at the International Center as well, who mm-hmm. speak very highly of St. Sure. Paul Lutheran yep. High School. And uh, just uh, very grateful that that we still have uh, this great school to serve not just our own church body, but also to reach out to so many as you've uh, provided a great education for students from around the globe um who uh what a what a great outreach that's that's just fantastic well clint thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today and sharing with us about saint paul lutheran high school in concordia missouri offering classes this fall splhs.org thanks for being our guest clint all right thanks for having me on coming up in just a little bit more opportunities for high school students even this summer you're listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah golseth